This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. I, you know, I, I've been thinking we should – I say we. I should really um, let people know – I know we're 150, 60 episodes into the podcast now, and so people probably know who you are. But for people who jump on for the first time, uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker, author, um, and all-around uh, superstar – uh, so if you're wondering who Dr. Noel Nelson is when we start the podcast and you don't make it to the end, uh, I, I feel like I should start letting people know right up front. So, uh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, and uh, I mentioned Noel as an author. Her uh, most recent book is Your Man is Wonderful, uh, and we'll get to all the other information at the end of the podcast. Um, but today we are going to talk about Cranky Under Stress. Um we all have stress and with everything that's going on in the world and, and you know, not to mention the economy, uh, it's, it's almost impossible not to have just a little bit of stress. Uh, so whether it's at work or with the kids um, or just, you know, Blackberry or, or iPhone overload, <laughs> as, as I got on the phone with Noelle uh, this morning, uh, I, was, I was getting text messages and, and trying to shut them down so we could do this podcast. So... Um, we, we all have stress. Um, but what we often don't realize is what the stress is doing to our marriages. And when you're crabby and irritable occasionally, uh, your, your spouse will handle it okay. Um, but when you're crabby all the time, your marriage is really going to suffer. Absolutely. And, and so, Noelle, how, how will it suffer? I mean, obviously... It's no fun to be around somebody who's just Mr. Cranky Pants all the time. <laughs> well, there is more to it, though, because, you know, think about it. If your spouse tries to help you feel better and it doesn't work, they're going to feel ineffective. They're going to feel incompetent, and they're going to feel like less of a helpful partner to you. So where that kicks in is that a large part of a marriage, a committed relationship, is what? Well, it's the desire to help each other, be the happiest we can, be the best we can, all that good stuff. So when your spouse cannot make even so much as a dent in your grouch, mm-hmm. well, that desire is thwarted, which, which is not to say you should pretend, you know, oh, honey, I'm fine, I'm fine, because your spouse says to you, hey, relax, it's no biggie. But just to recognize that your stress crabbiness you're Mr. Craggy Pants. I love that. <laughs> it distinctly interferes with any kind of closeness. Okay. And and so, I mean, we're, we're not just talking 
physical closeness, though, I take it, right? Right. No, we're not. Although, I've got to tell you, Steve, there's a reason they call it crabbiness. Think of a crab. All those, you know, thorny legs. It's not exactly an inviting image to cuddle up to. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's the physical aspect. But beyond that, if you're crabby and irritable, like a lot of the time, well, your spouse very naturally is going to distance themselves emotionally, mentally from you. I mean, it's just too difficult. Think of all those spiny claws. It, it's just not comfortable to be around someone, emotionally, physically, mentally, who is grinchy all the time. Yeah. And the worst part of that is that it's a vicious cycle. Because as your spouse distances yourself, themselves, probably unconsciously, you're probably going to be even more irritated. Because <laughs> it's like, well, thanks. Thanks, the heat. You only like to be around me when I'm Miss or Mr. Fun. And, you know, on it goes. It's a very nasty cycle. And, and, and not only that, but then you'll start to become defensive and closed down and, and uh, avoiding, you know, wanting to come home right. and, and doing things together. And you're right. It is a, it is a vicious cycle. So, And uh, it's, you know what's sad about that, Steve, is it starts out with something relatively simple. But most of us... You know, like you said up top, we're so busy. There's just so much going on that's demanding of our attention. We often don't focus on the kind of icky stuff at its inception, at its beginning. We, we tend, just because of the nature of our lives, to let things go on until they get big. And that's where you get into this cycle thing, and it's, it's a nasty thing in a marriage. Yeah. And, you know, and I think we really just need to realize that stress is going to be there. I mean, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid the responsibilities of life. And so just expect. But you sure as hell can take them a little differently. That's right. That's very true. So on that note, how, how do we break this cycle? This is going to sound so weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is give yourself a healthy dose of laughter. Okay. And I could just feel our listeners going, oh, sure. I'm cranky. I'm stressed. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> but i got to tell you, laughter is a great way to, do, to put things in a better perspective, to kind of pull back, look at, look at the bigger picture, and recognize that, okay, maybe there is something here to laugh at. And what's fascinating is studies have shown over and over and over again that laughter helps reduce stress hormones. Because when you're stressed, Steve, you know me, the scientist part of me, you, there's, your body, being a, a chemical factory, is unloading all sorts of adrenaline and cortisone and all sorts of stuff, cortisol rather, and all sorts of stuff in there that make you feel even more prickly and anxious and all of that. Well, laughter will actually help reduce those hormones, and it even can boost immune function, which is why laughter has been shown to be helpful in the treatment of cancer, of all things. So not only that, but patients who suffer from depression and anxiety if they can get some laughter in there, oddly enough, it does boost their system. It allows more vital energy, if you will, and they get happier. So when you start getting cranky, because that's what we're talking about uh -huh. today, the trick is to catch yourself as you're getting cranky before you're into that state of petrified crankiness. Okay? okay? And at that point, you want to try to see the humorous side of what is going on. Believe me. There is always a ridiculous side to human behavior, sure. mostly <laughs> mine. <laughs> I can pretty much laugh at something I'm doing 
just about any time of day, it's like, oh, you have got to be joking, Noel. You're not really going to do that. Or you didn't just do that, and that kind of thing. And the, the great benefit of the Internet is you can go to YouTube and look at funny animal video, videos, funny people videos, funny whatever videos. There's always new ones being posted. And for me, that was like a charm. Yeah. Or if, if you get a paper, you can read the funny pages. So, so really it's – I mean you really have to seek out something that makes you physically laugh to get the chemical dump that would help relieve the stress? Yes. It does two things. It distracts you from whatever the cranky was about, okay? And in that moment of distraction from what, in a joyful way, from what the cranky was about, you're like, um, how would I say this? You're relieving your body of the need to keep pumping those stress chemicals. Okay. So it's like your body gets to rest for a moment, and it puts out different hormones because laughter creates a different chemical cascade. In your in your mind, okay. okay. So the thing is, you're if you will putting your body's chemical factory in service of your own well-being. Okay. Okay. And of course, that's why I'm going to suggest even more sources of laughter because just laughing like ha ha ha, that's not going to work. The laughter, I mean, you don't have to make a sound, and and you can be laughing inside. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's it's genuineness, right? So you know the jokes in Reader's Digest. I think they are one of the best psychotherapy tools you could ever have. They're just wonderful. Then there's, you know, Internet joke-a-day services, uh-huh. free. There's all sorts of, of ways that you can get to genuine laughter for yourself because everybody's different. I mean, animal videos do it to me, but somebody else may go, oh, ick. Yeah. Not a problem. <clears throat> there's about a billion <laughs> ways to, to, to find a place to jolly you up. Now, if you can defuse your crankiness with laughter, especially in those earlier stages of it, you will not get into that place where you are a walking ad for the Grinch that stole Christmas, mm-hmm. okay. which means that your relationship, of course, is going to do much better. So do the uh, – I've seen this um, on the news and, and uh, different things. Th- those like um, the laughing yoga and stuff like that, does that mm-hmm. – do, I mean I'm, I'm assuming that's the point of that. But if you're forcing that kind of laughter without genuinely being – you know, finding something humorous, does that still do the same thing if you're forcing that laughter out like that? I would say from my perspective in, in, in the work I've done with people, less so. But let me give you a, a wonderful example. There was a Snoopy cartoon years ago that I just loved, which showed him with his head hanging down, walking, you know, slowly, in that sort of unhappy place that we get in, right? Yep. And that's how physically it tends to reflect itself, your head's down, all that. And then, I forget who it was, Lucy probably, or somebody <laughs> came along and told him to smile. And so he very artificially lifts his head and plasters on that smile. But you know what? It actually works. Physically, our bodies are attuned to the fact that when you stand up straight, stick a smile on your face, even if it's the phoniest smile in the world, if you just keep it up for a while, one of two things will happen. You'll either crack up because you think you're being ridiculous doing this, <laughs> uh, or it actually will start to lighten your mood. And, and, so, and also, I was going to say, when you start smiling, even if it's a fake smile, you'll probably begin to get other people smiling back at you, well, right. which will then turn your fake smile into a more genuine a real one. smile. Mm-hmm. Yes, because people don't have any way of knowing that your smile is not your real smile or even that your laughter is not your real laughter unless you're exaggerating it all to heck. But uh, to get back to your laughing yoga 
thing, that's why that actually could work. It may start very forced and very mm, even uncomfortable, uh-huh. but if you just let yourself keep going with it, one or two things will happen. Either you will find yourself the most ridiculous animal on the planet, <laughs> and that'll make you laugh, or you actually will find that the laughter turns genuine. So, yeah. Okay. And and I, I bet first, I bet nobody who uh, started listening to this podcast thought they were going to get Snoopy reference. So <laughs> take that. Uh, but you know, a lot of people uh, might not want to be jollied out of their current state of crankiness. Uh, I mean, what do we do about those people? Well, one of two things is going on. If people really are like, you know, oh, give it a rest, right? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes crankiness is a cover for something more serious. Okay, there could be an underlying depression. There could be an underlying worry that's, that's a whole lot deeper than crankiness. And in that case, you know, when you recognize, I cannot jolly myself, I do not want to be jolly, go away, feeling, be, take yourself to that friend or that counselor, whoever, your journal, wherever it is that you can kind of uh, take the, the, the layers of the onion off and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, well, why am I sort of stubbornly staying in this this cranky place. Mm -hmm. And then for what I call garden variety crankiness, okay, then it's more just that there is something soothing and, I don't know, it kind of feels good about staying in that poor me ain't an awful place. Mm -hmm. We, We just tend to like to go on and on about how bad the traffic was or on and on about... You know, like I can't get my bank account to, to balance or whatever. I mean, we, we have that sort of just just sit here and misery love company me for a while. Yeah. And quite frankly, your spouse will tolerate that for a little bit. I mean, we all do it, right? Yeah. But you do it too much, and then guess what? Your spouse is going to start to withdraw in one way or another. Victimhood is certainly understandable, but it is not a loving place to stay stuck in for yourself. Or for your spouse. Yeah. I, you know, I know we've all known those people who they just love to tell you all the things that have gone wrong in their day and in their life and in their week and in their month. And, mm-hmm. and you're right. At, at the beginning, you're like, oh, that's, that's really unfortunate or that's really mm-hmm. sad. But then, you know, 20 minutes into the woe is me, you're like, all right already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've shared with you, Steve, that, that uh, I, of all things, enjoy square dancing. Uh-huh. And there's this gal at square dancing who always finds something to complain about. Mm-hmm. She will complain about the fact that when she was driving up, somebody was in their car on their cell phone. She will complain that the caller, that's the person that, that starts the, the, the dance, so uh-huh. forth, that they're five minutes late or they didn't pick a tune she liked. Or, and I did exactly what you're saying. At first, it was like, oh, you know, gee, that's... And now I find that I deliberately will not get close to her. I, I, I mean, physically. Yeah. <laughs> because... It's a bummer. <laughs> because she's a crab and nobody wants to snuggle up with the crab. And oddly enough, she does not understand why she alone is unhappy. Yeah. I've got to tell you, square dance is a very friendly, very sort of lighthearted place to be. And there she is, crabbing away. And, and oddly enough, bad, but not bad, but kind of you know irritating things tend to happen to her a lot. And I frankly don't think it's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they. I mean, people often say that... Uh, Positive people attract positive things, and negative yeah. people attract negative things. And I think this is a perfect example of how that can unfold. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, you know, my my take on this is, it may take a little effort to find your smile again, but your relationship will thank you for lifting yourself out of a cranky place. 
And I would, um, you know, and, and you've offered a lot of really great sources of laughter. And um, of co- one of my favorite things to do is to watch, like, stand-up routines. Oh, and yeah. so, <clears throat> you know, the Chris Rocks and the Jerry Seinfelds. And, Sorry, and, I should have put that one in there, yes. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, one of my, one of my all-time favorite, um, and he, <laughs> I should warn, he's really raunchy. He's really bad, but he just cracks me up. His name's Robert Schimmel. And um, he's hilarious, but he he passed away last year, so no more new oh. comedy out of him. But he's hilarious. If you have, um, it's it's he's he's not a family comedian though. Just 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 know <laughs> so that. Don't give a family comedian. Jeff Dunham is a family comedian. Yeah, just know that much. He's he's not. You're not going to be telling those jokes in front of your kids. But right. um, I I recommend that. And you know what, Noel, uh, you know here we are, a source that's you know supposed to help. Uh, inspire, educate, entertain couples. I we haven't done this, and I'd never thought of this before. But shoot, we should Hitch should have a, a joke of the day or joke of the week thing. I think that'd be hysterical. Right? I think it'd be wonderful. There are so many things to laugh at, poke fun at, and and enjoy together on the humorous side of it in marriage. Yeah, and you know, and you know, I don't think of myself as like the anti. Uh, Hugh Hefner or anything or the anti-Playboy, but, you know, they have their joke section and it's dedicated to, like, that Playboy lifestyle. We could do jokes dedicated to the marriage lifestyle. And like you said, there's a million things to laugh about in married life. Oh, yes. Oh, a great. great thing to share. I got another thing to put on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> More stress. Uh, yeah, but that one won't be stressful. That will be fun. It will be. You know what? I'm already I'm already thinking in my head about how fun that'll be. So um, stay tuned, everybody. You might see this coming down the pipe very soon, and um, you know maybe we'll be able to tweet it and all sorts of good stuff. So I'm I'm excited about this. Well, thanks, Noel. You've in, you've inspired me today. And and I'm I and I'm a, I'm sure that you've inspired everybody else listening. And um, like I promised at the front of this episode, you guys are listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her most recent is Your Man Is Wonderful, and the other uh, recent book she's put out is Dangerous Relationships. Uh, Noelle focuses on love at home and at work as we appreciate ourselves, our world, and all others. And you can find more about Noelle uh, at her website, drnoellenelson.com. You can also read her blog at yourmanaswonderful.com slash blog. You can follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. Uh, and if you forget any of that information, you can find it on Hitched, including her books, her past articles, uh, past podcast episodes. Um, I encourage you to go to iTunes and uh, let us know what you think. Give us a little star rating or leave a comment or something. I, I really take those things to heart. And um, yeah, until next time. Oh, if you want to follow me, I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter as well at Hitched Media. Uh, be a friend on Facebook and all that good stuff. It's uh, facebook.com slash hitched. And uh, until next time, thanks, Noel. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. 
certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.